Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us from the Minnesota North Country is Chad Lachance. Good morning, Chad. Hey, good morning, Terry. This is a little bit of a role reversal, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it, it sure is. Uh, usually I'm the one up there. But you know what? You and I have had this. I know we're going to talk about compare and contrast the fishing there to the fishing here. But as an avid angler, anybody who doesn't experience the fishing in the Minnesota North Country is missing out, aren't they? Absolutely. You know, I, I was late in life to learning about this area of the world as far as fishing. And uh, and it's and I'm a hardcore bass guy, as you know, and I have just absolutely fallen in love with the bass fishing up here particularly. But, you know, we spent all day two days ago doing nothing but pounding crappie, which is what we're doing right this particular minute. I got camera guy Tim Farnsworth and Dan Swanson in the boat here. And Tim's landing one as we speak. And uh, well, well, and so we well, did some we, crappie fishing, some walleye fishing, and some bass fishing so far in three days. Well, we tried to keep you out of Minnesota because I've been trying to keep that bass fishing for myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. You know, the funny I'll part is you. I'm in trouble with the guys we're staying with because we let a bunch of keeper walleyes go yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that's something. You know, the walleyes are obviously the focus fish up there. But I go up there, and at least half my time, if not more, is spent just bass fishing because I think it's some of the best largemouth bass fishing in the world. 100%. I agree with you 100%. I'm originally from South Florida, right? But the, the numbers of fish from, say, two to five pounds up here is ridiculous. I don't think you're ever going to catch a 10-pounder, but the numbers of, of threes and fours is crazy. And they're they're willing eaters because they have a short season, you know, so they bite a lot, and they're absolutely gorgeous, too. I mean, with all the vegetation that they're in, uh, Absolutely, you know, just a beautiful place. And currently I've got two big swans that just landed right here. We've got loons around us, and the guys have caught four fish since we've been on this radio. <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk about You wanted to talk about the differences, kind of do some compare and contrast. Yeah, so it's like this, Terry. I get a lot of emails from people about fish management in Colorado, and, and, and the big misconception, well, in Minnesota or Wisconsin, they're all, you know, they have this, this – feeling that they should be the same but there's some giant fundamental differences even though it's the same species of fish it's the same walleye let's say uh or the same pike but they're in a completely different situation and that's because out here these lakes are all natural these are all glacier lakes and they're natural lakes so they don't vary a tremendous amount in elevation uh you know surface elevation they don't vary a tremendous amount year to year so if your grandpa had a rock pile that was good 20 you know 30 40 years ago it's probably still good now because they're a natural fishery there's a balance that occurs between the pike and the walleyes and the crappies and all the other fish that live here and so nobody really overpopulates and nobody stunts and all of that but in colorado you're dealing with reservoirs which is a man-made thing obviously in the first place Second of all, they're non-native fish, literally nothing in Pueblo, Chatfield, Horsetooth, Cherry Creek. The only native fish in any of those is the white sucker. And so uh, it's the kind of thing where they have to manage the entire fishery for the fishery, the, the water itself, and then the fishery, including the bait sources and up. And so 
much more complicated to manage a western reservoir than all these lakes lay in, you know back east that are glacier lakes with native fish in them that's the biggest thing another big thing obviously the water elevation in, in, in our area moves up and down a ton so you don't see as much vegetation in most of the lakes so a few of the lakes obviously like boyd lake but a lot of our reservoirs have no natural vegetation in them and the whole time the whole shooting match which i don't have to tell you here in minnesota is is the vegetation right and then that makes for a very lush and rich ecosystem and uh fish grow fast well and i think another thing that happens is in minnesota people fish a lot of memories because like you said they have those spots they understand these lakes and they don't vary in elevation and the prey doesn't change very much they come out here to a reservoir and if you try to fish memories that hump you remember might be 10 feet out of the water Absolutely, and that's a huge one around here. I mean, these are literally handed down spots from generations, and I don't have spots that last three days in a row at times when the water's moving, much less, you know, a long time. And so it's a, a, a huge difference. And the other thing that anglers have to keep in mind is water is the priority. The guy that's in charge of moving water has nothing to do with managing the fish, and typically that guy has nothing to do with the management of the facility itself. So it's far more complicated from that standpoint as well. Here, if it rains, there's more water. If it doesn't rain, there's less water. There's nobody flipping a switch or anything like that. And uh, you don't have drawdowns and all the other things. So it's it's a really, I think it's a big thing just to keep in mind for people from this area of the woods or people that have spent a lot of time in, like I said, Wisconsin, Minnesota, or all these lakes back here. Colorado is a completely different beast and much harder to manage from the standpoint of, of the, the native things and the natural lakes. And as, as I'm aware, there's not a single natural lake in Colorado under 7,000 feet in elevation. Yeah, I don't think there is either. Hey, Last question, because we're going to run out of time. But if you are somebody who just moved out west from the Midwest, from Minnesota, um, what's the biggest tip you could give them in fishing reservoirs? Oh, man, I would throw the book out the window. I would literally throw 90% of my book out the window uh, when it comes to presentations because you're going to have so much more suspended fish. So unless you're coming from maybe Great Lakes, I would throw most of my book out the window because you have a high percentage of time that the fish will be suspended in reservoirs because the water level is moving and also pelagic bait fish. So uh, I would go with a completely open mind for one, and I would also fish more aggressively for two. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Power fishing really comes more into play, although you can use that up there. Um, you just, I think... Uh, the last comment I'm going to make, then I'll get a comment from you, is that I think a lot of people that go from the west to the north country are very successful because they've had to be more adaptive anglers. And a lot of people coming from the, upper, the north country to the west struggle for quite a period of time. I agree 100%. The fishing is far more for dynamic, let's just say, in the West than it is around here. That's a big thing. And here, if walleyes just do what they're supposed to do, what you intuitively think they do. And real quick, and I know we're out of time, but uh, to address your thing about power techniques will work out here, the guys we're staying with and Dan Swanson are used to bottom bouncing and lindy rigging. They told us catch all our fish in 25 feet of water, no problem, no problem. I looked at the lake and said, no chance. We got on the first reef with a jerkbait, smashed them yesterday fishing high-speed jerkbaits over the top of stuff. So you're right. You can uh, you can use Western techniques out here as well. You certainly can. And, uh, and I'm just going to close again, and we'll, and we'll let you say goodbye. But 
Um, if you've never experienced, especially the bass fishing, I mean, you and I both agree on that, but if you've never experienced the fishing in the North Country, especially Minnesota, do yourself a favor and give it a try. Absolutely, 100% you should. And then I think the boys have racked up seven fish since we started this radio interview. So, yeah, you need to come give it a whirl. Yeah, well, they told me to keep you on the radio so that they could get ahead of you. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> All right, Chad, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy your trip. All right, thanks very much, Terry. You bet, Chad Lachance. Always a great contributor. He's been contributing to the show. Gosh, it must be a couple decades now he's been part of our uh, our lineup. Um, but he's absolutely right. I, you know, as you know, I used to say I grew up, Karen says I just got older in the North Country, but I go back there every year a couple times, and usually Karen and I go for an extended trip, and um, and I understand the bass up there. It's probably my forte. That's how I cut my teeth, but um, it's, it's incredible. Like Chad said, you won't catch a 10-pounder, but you'll catch more 2- to 5-pounders than anywhere else you could fish. Hey, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to be joined by the folks from the Colorado Wildlife Federation. And they've got an event coming up on their um, their event for women, outdoor women. It's becoming an outdoor woman. They have a fishing event coming up next weekend. They're going to tell us about that right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.